BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your VeggieTales hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. Hey there, and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the most, this Munoz. And, I mean, we've been just counting down the days of summer in quarantine, y'all. It's third week of August. We are, or is it second week of August? I don't even know when it is. (laughs) But, I mean, we're still here. Summer's almost over, in my mind, at least. You know what? I feel like I'm ready for the fall. I feel like if we're going to be stuck inside, I want to be in like really cozy things and not in like 90 degrees, sweaty New York weather. Do you agree? Do you disagree? I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is, is that I haven't had enough beach days this summer. Uh, Before we get to the getting on today, I really just want to take a quick moment to, you know, send some love and some healing to uh, our friend, in my mind at least, Ms. Rachel Ray and her family. We are glad that she is safe. And, you know, it is very sad that there was a fire, but we are glad that the entire family is safe. And hopefully they will rebuild in no time and um, that they didn't lose too much, right? Right? So shout out to you, Rachel Ray. We are happy that you are safe. Um, I'm really excited for today's episode because as you all know out there, it has been like a celebrity, like just celebrity studded in your mouth like few months. And today I am so excited to have with me Mr. Dustin Harder. Say hi, Dustin. Yay. Hi, guys. Happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. I can't say it enough. Um, yes. So most of you out there may know him already as the vegan roadie. And if you don't know him yet, you definitely are going to want to follow him and his adventures and maybe even slide into the DMs if you know what I mean. Oh, hey, hey. Sliding into the DM, always welcome. <laughs> no one has done it yet, Dustin. But if someone, <laughs> but if someone does, the agreement is, is you have to share. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. 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 <laughs> so not only is uh, Justin a culinary instructor and head of culinary development at Arden's Garden in Atlanta, but he is also the host and creator of the original vegan travel culinary series, The Vegan Roadie. Yes. yes. Um, He's also been featured in such publications. This is a long list. We're only going to name a few because uh, I'd have to have a whole nother podcast because bitch is famous. Oh my um, goodness. Oh my goodness. Eating well, veg news, vegan lifestyle, uh, Food Network's uh, uh, Girl Scout Baking Championship, uh, Paste Magazine, Vegetarian Times. Um, yeah. Justin also has two cookbooks in the bank and one on the way, people. So like I said... <laughs> Uh, follow him follow him for the face but really follow him for the vegan food of it all uh, <laughs> i need you to do my intros everywhere that's fantastic you know Let's what yes i'm available <laughs> i'm available and i don't have to pay 10 percent to uh an agent anymore. there you go there you go <laughs> i accept um how are you Hey, I'm, I'm doing great. One day at a time. We're all here. We're all um, trying to, you know, make the best of this crazy life right now. Yeah, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? At least you're like quarantined with your husband. It's true. It's true. It, the, now it's true. The first, I think people who've been quarantined with a person after the first, mo- first month or two, they were like, okay, let's lay down some ground rules. You know, <laughs> like we all drove each other a little crazy, um, but at the same time, so happy to have each other, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen, um, every last, I think every last guest at this point I have hit on because it is lonely <laughs> in 120 square feet. <laughs> Uh, there's a reason you kept this on a video chat, not just audio is what you're saying. I That's got you. right. I got right. You. Even, even Miss Kate Palayo, you know, lesbian <laughs> chef at uh, sous chef at Tao. I was like, Hey baby. You're like, <laughs> I need some, I need some contact. I contact here. Yes. <laughs> Please. Well, before we get like really into it, I need to wish you now it gets complicated. Today is a complicated <laughs> national food day for some reason. And I don't know who, creates these things but happy national soft serve ice cream day hey i'll take that one that's great or happy national potato day also another great one i'm very excited about these national or days happy <laughs> national hot and spicy food day oh my gosh i like hit the jackpot those are like all three of my favorite things yes yes well, i mean all three of those things are great for me because i live alone you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I will tell you, since we're talking vegan food and soft serve, uh, Orchard Grocer down on the Lower East Side has a phenomenal vegan soft serve in New York City. Um, Van Leeuwen is my oh, favorite. Yes. Do they have a soft serve yet? I wonder they, they don't do have they soft have? serve, but... Uh, ice but they cream do is, have vegan options. Ice cream is ice cream is ice cream. Sure. And they have the vegan sure, ice cream. Sure, sure. They have yes. that vegan ice cream that... They sure do. ...is, uh, I feel like more caloric than regular ice cream but it's, it's i, I so have their delicious. cookbook it's so good i've made some of their ice creams their vegan ice creams and it's cashews and coconut and cashews and coconut but delicious yeah. oh my god high fat content but uh, also that's what ice cream is delicious no i've been making nice cream a oh lot i lately. love me some nice cream so you know, good some frozen so fruits yeah mm-hmm. yeah just some fr- it's um, mine is really easy some frozen banana a uh, heaping tablespoon of like Almond butter, some cocoa mm-hmm. powder, carob mm-hmm. chips, maybe so a good. maybe a splash of hazelnut milk. Oh, a little hazelnut, a little bit of yeah, ha- a little okay, hazelnut. Yeah, I see you know. know. <laughs> okay, got you hazelnut. 
Well, I mean, whatever day you choose today to be for you. I'm going to have all three. Uh, you know what? Greedy. <laughs> I'm going to call you greedy. And I yeah, like it. I can't help it. I'm going to take it. <laughs> I've heard that about you. And um, <laughs> as always, we celebrate a little bit of this day in gay history to, uh, you know, to keep our gay ancestors and history alive. And did you know, in 2013, marriage equality became uh, legal in New Zealand. Oh, all right. You know, so, some joyous news. For I today. love these history bits. This is great. Yeah, some joyous news. A lot of the gay history is like a little bit of like, you know, struggle, strife, death and despair. And I feel like we're going through a lot of that now. So I'm trying Absolutely. to keep it, trying to keep it, you know, happy and joyous. And, you know, we need we need some good things to hold on to. Celebrate the positive. Celebrate in the and out of the kitchen. Yes, absolutely. You know, you know. I so, agree. so yeah. Um, in your mouth, listeners, uh, if you've been, you know, listening for a bit, and I know you have been, because I see the analytics. Shout out to you, <laughs> China. Um, ah! Yes. Do you have so, a big following in China? I, you know, all seven of you out there, and I appreciate Every last one of you. Loving this journey for you. Yeah, I, I love it too. That's you know great. Uh, I, I will accept <laughs> being popular. Anywhere. <laughs> Anywhere, right? Anywhere. <laughs> but um, as, you, as you know out there, or as you may not know, a few weeks back, we had the Crafty Lumberjacks on. And uh, Dennis and I were reminiscing about the Drowsy Chaperone auditions where we met, right? Because it was me and Mark Delaconcha. Dennis and you. It was me. Yes. But I um because I had to ask him, I was like, who is the fourth? Who was the fourth person? Because uh, for some reason we didn't cross paths like that. Like no, I was paired up with Dennis for and here's the deal. You when you messaged me, you mentioned it and you were like, you might remember me from this. And it's so funny. At that time, let me tell you what I was thinking about myself. I was yeah. like, I was like, I don't remember because I remember being, all I remember is being so cocky in that moment. I was like, oh, Dennis and I, we're going to nail this. We are going to get this. It is me and Dennis. And then I was pulled from the picture and Dennis moved onward. Yes. Well, <laughs> so Mark and I had the ve very same experience. We were doing acrobatics. We like, I yes. was on his shoulder at one point. We were like, we got this. They, they ain't got shit on us. We got this. And then I got, <laughs> and then I got pulled and Mark Delaconcha got saved. So shout out to you. Listen, yeah. I ended up doing the Drowsy Chaperone many places. Amazing. <laughs> I they pulled me off of that track and then they came out and they were like, do you tap? And I didn't say yes fast enough. You know that moment. I mean, yeah. you may be a fierce tapper. I myself, I tap all right. So I was kind of like, uh, uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, whatever you need. And so then they were like, thanks, we're good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it went. Oh my God. But what I love about this story and our story and Dennis's story, the way, um, just the journey that we've been on and the road, you know, we have traveled down on how we've come to cross paths yet again in a very similar, but yet very different vein, yeah, um, which I think is actually really, um, fabulous number one. And, um, just really, really cool because it's, nobody else is doing this. Like, no one's doing what you're doing, right? No one's doing what I'm doing. And sure. it's it's really, I think it's really special and really unique and just really awesome and like 
just cool the way this like kind of came about. Yeah, you know? it's also amazing to me whenever I look at the theater community um, and my time in theater. I mean, it's crazy to me. Of course, we were in the same space at the same time a while ago. You know what I mean? And of course, like um, we'll cross paths and I'll get to know you this way. It's it's so interesting to me. It always theater world. It just always comes back in some form or another. You know? Yeah, like it's just. And I mean, we're not doing anything that's so far removed from the theater business. It's sure. for like you know, our platforms and stages are just different now. Right. Yeah, that's you know? exactly right. Yeah. And so so it's the same, but different. But it's like, I just think this is really awesome because would, wouldn't this have happened any other way? Or right. like, is was this really kismet and we were supposed to meet and I was yeah. supposed to gaze lovingly into your <laughs> eyes via, via oh, Zoom. Thank you so much. Thank you. Isn't that what Zoom is for? The best Zoom meeting I've had in four months. Oh, oh, I thought you were about to <laughs> take us to a Reddit, uh, like on a Reddit like <laughs> journey, like Zoom room sort of thing. I haven't no. been, but I've heard. I No, I've never even heard. Oh, you'll have to tell me stories. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's another that's, pod. That's in your mouth after hours. After, okay. There we go. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so let's start at the very beginning. How, how did that's like- That's a very vegan, good place to start. Uh, so I've heard. So I've heard. <laughs> How did the vegan roadie even begin? Sure. I was, um, so I, an actor, as we've spoken about, I was doing that, but then I also used to handle rescue animals with Bill Berloni. Have you ever worked with dogs in theater? If you have, they were most likely supplied by Bill Berloni. All no, rescue only animals. In, only in the bedroom. They're, hey, 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 hey. Uh, no, and that's not a bestiality joke either. No. I was going to say, you better clear it up here. You better clear it up quick. Um, no. Yeah. So I worked with rescue animals in theater and I was doing um, Annie on Broadway and I just got exhausted. And it was, you know, my Wait, first... was that the Annie? Sorry, must sure, interrupt. No, please, yes. What, was that the one at the palace? Correct, yes. Uh-huh. Were you uh, original cast? I was, so I wasn't, I was just doing the dog for it. So oh. I wasn't in the show. I was, there were times I would do acting and the dogs for the shows and stuff. Yeah. But this one, I was just doing the dog. Cause my first time working on Broadway, I was like, I just want to focus on one thing as opposed to wearing several hats. Yes. Because I have a friend who's Broadway customer worked on that show. Um, and we sat in the audience and me and my best friend, Michael Bragg, uh, and my friend Jennifer sat there and we creamed our pants from the moment the overture started. We were screaming our guts out. Oh, it was so I love good. it. Oh, it was that, so good. It's uh, I'm so glad to hear that. That um, Annie in general is it's you know it's special to a lot of people, but I mean for me it's been um, I met my husband doing the Broadway Annie, and you know so I mean it's just been it's given me incredible gifts. But um, doing the Broadway show, I got yeah. incredibly exhausted. I was like, that's what this is. I was like, I'm going to take a break. I was going to go out on the tour six months after it closed. And I was like, I'm going to take a break. What am I going to do? I'm going to go to culinary school. I've always loved food. I'd been vegan then for uh, maybe four years. And I was like, you know, I'm really going to dive into this. In the middle of culinary school, I was like, what the hell am I doing in culinary school? And then I had my light bulb moment. I was like, I'm going to do the first sort of like diners, drive-ins, and dives only with all vegan food since I knew I was going on the road. Um, and that's when it all started. I started filming at restaurants and showcasing vegan food on the road and where to get it around the country or in America. Yeah, and it's really great. I've uh, I've stumbled on a few episodes myself. Um, oh, lovely. <laughs> no, it it is really great. And for those Thank of you, you and for those of you out there who are avid travelers, even though no one's traveling right now. Right. When we're back to that. Um, Dustin has 
uh, vegan roadie episodes in a lot of the major cities. So if you're a foodie, like you can just watch a YouTube video and then hit up these spots, especially if like you want you want like a different experience. For sure, yeah. And it's we did the first two seasons are all done in North America. Uh, so there's a. Uh, Canada and then America stuff. But then we also, season three, we went to Italy. Um, so it covers a wide range of things. And if you have, you know, it's on TV now, it's on Roku and Apple TV, I believe. So you can get it there as well. So it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, did you go vegan animals, health reasons, all of the above? Sure. So I went vegan in 2009, all started because of health, mainly for vanity. I was like, how can I, what's a way to maintain my weight here? Right. Um, and it worked. And I was, finding myself incredibly satisfied with the food I was eating, finding myself with better skin, getting better sleep. Um, I was losing weight. Uh, and then I sort of just kept it up. And then the obsession with cooking started. And then as years have progressed, it's become everything. It's the planet. It's, it's the, you know, the animals, animals first and foremost now. But it did start out as health for sure. And then when you went to culinary school, was being vegan a problem? Well, so they were, it was the Natural Gourmet Institute, which is now part, part of the Institute of, uh, what is it, Institute of Culinary Education. Um, they now have the program there. So Natural Gourmet Institute still exists just in another um, arena. But um, their whole focus was whole foods and mostly plant-based. So almost all of the classes, anything that wasn't completely vegan, we would make vegan. Uh, there was a meat week, I say with air quotes, and you could either you could opt out of it if you were vegan. I attended it for a couple of days because I was like, well, I need to get my money's worth. But after, you know, as a vegan, it, it was hard to sit there after a couple of days. So um, yeah, that's sort of where things shifted for me too, in terms of like why I was doing it. It became a lot about the animals then too. But yeah, um, Natural Gourmet Institute. What was the question? Uh, <laughs> well, the question was, um, going to culinary school, was it a... Problem? Oh, food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, food. there we go. Answered it. I did answer it. Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got all wrapped up in my thoughts. That's that's great. It happens It happens to me all the time. I mm -hmm. love to run my mouth on this podcast. And, um, <laughs> that's your job. It is. Um, and sometimes stick my big old foot, my big old dancer <laughs> foot in my mouth too. Um, and it's so funny that a few, like maybe two and a half months ago, I was doing a solo episode and it just seemed that all the news was like vegan news. And I was like, it just seems so hard. Like, <laughs> oh, it just seems like really hard. And I'm just like not in the mood to like do all this work. And then it's sure. really expensive. And then week after week, I was proved wrong about it up until now this point. Like you're like the cherry on the icing of the cake here <laughs> of like, yeah, like no, none of none of what you just said was true at all. You were just really running your mouth that day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting, right? I mean, the world is getting a lot more interested in vegan eating now um, because of of COVID. Uh, yeah. They want to find ways to help the environment, and they want to find ways to be healthier and happier. Um, so it, it is definitely uh, getting a little more momentum, and that's sort of why I got invested in the first place was to entertain. I first, when I went vegan, I read a book called Skinny Bastard and it entertained me. And because of that, I wasn't intimidated by the message. And so my whole goal has just been to offer vegetables in some form of entertainment, right? I'm just doing the thing that like we've been told to do always, which is put more vegetables on our plate. Oh yes. Vegetables in the form of entertainment. I, I think <laughs> I was like, where are we going with this? But yep, got it. <laughs> Eat your no, broccoli, basically. 
What? I, I said, eat your broccoli, basically. Yes, eat your broccoli, your, your crucifers. Now, <laughs> did you have to go through, like, because um, I know when you go to culinary school, a lot of these culinary schools require all these, like, intern programs, and you have to put hours in sure. the kitchen. Uh, what was that like for you? So they required 100 hours at the time, um, and I remember as it was starting, I was like, oh, my God, I can't. I don't want to go to a restaurant. I can't do Because I've never really wanted – working in a restaurant was never a focus of mine. Um, and I was like, oh, what am I – I was freaking out about it the whole time. And the whole time I was going there, I knew Chloe Coscarelli had gone there. Um, she's a cookbook author. She's a winner of Food Network, uh, Cupcake Wars. Um, she uh, was the mastermind behind by Chloe. She's no longer connected with it, but, um, she, anyways, she went there and I was, I was looking for an internship and they were like, well, Chloe might need somebody. And so I got into that. Um, and at first she was like, no, I don't really need anyone. And then suddenly she was like, I'm going to do this thing. And I started working with her on by Chloe and I was able to get all my hours in that way. So I wasn't necessarily in the restaurant working the line, but I was developing a menu with her, which was a really cool experience. Oh, so that's really, really awesome. Cause I was, I was about to go down a road of just being uh, not only a vegan in like a, a kitchen setting, like a normal kitchen setting, right? right? Or if there was space for you to work that out, but also just being a gay man in this very heteronormative, sure. like, hyper-masculine place and what that was like for you. But like... Well, it's, I mean, I have... I've, I've, I've seldomly done, well, it's inter- I've gone into a lot of restaurant kitchens filming my show. Yeah. Um, and I just decided the best way for me to sort of combat that is to be my authentic self. And I walk in, I'm hugging people. I say hi when we're filming. Clearly, I'm not walking in anywhere and hugging anyone right now. But when we film, um, you know, it's my job as the host to make people comfortable. So I kind of break those walls down when I go in that kitchen. Because sometimes you walk in and that chef isn't having it. And I'm like, look you guys put me on the schedule today. So either let me in and we're going to do this and like, let's be happy about it. Or like, cool, I'll go somewhere else, you know? So I have dealt with that a little bit, but I just try and bring the shine into the kitchen and go from there. I love that. I I really, really love that. Um, As you know, or as you may not know, uh, (laughs) this, this podcast is definitely a platform to celebrate LGBTQ people doing amazing things in food. You being one of them, because I always say, um, you know, seeing our faces and we're tangible people, you know, we're not the Kardashians. We're not sure. like, you know, and, we're a little bit more. speak for yourself. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're pretty. You're pretty. I'm not calling you not pretty now. <laughs> please, but, please, continue, continue. Yeah, yeah, as he flips his hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's just more tangible and you never know who we could reach and, and, our stories um, each are unique and different and who um, it could touch. And I was wondering if you would share your coming out story with us. Sure. I mean, I don't have necessarily, I don't think one specific story, you know, mine was sort of, um, I wouldn't, I'd say I was, I was out in high school in the last couple of years, but more so just in the sense that it was like, I was the kid that did theater and the kid that was in choir and the people that knew, knew. And I was, you know, at the time, choreographing things in choir and, you know, working in um, community theaters around the few towns that I was, you know, my hometown and all that stuff like that. Um, So people just knew who I was and they knew, I guess, you know, so I didn't have to do this big coming out thing. And um, for the most part, people stuck up for me when there were jerks, you know, and bullies. Um, It wasn't always a a piece of cake, unfortunately. Um, But it wasn't terrible. There's a lot, lot of other stories that are, are 
really, really bad. It was, it was I mean, I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I was kind of in the no, middle with it. No, you know what that's, I mean? But like, that's, I mean, but that's your experience and that's uniquely yours. And not, as you said, not everybody has that. But it's also good to hear that not everybody has to, it's not all struggle and strife. It doesn't have to. Yeah, I mean, you know? I had some things like, you know, my dad took a long time to come around, you know, so I, I definitely had that. And that took years. That took into my mid-20s. Um, and there were people that just didn't accept it. But I had such a support group, honestly, within theater that I could wash it all away at the end of the day if I was going to rehearsal. Yeah. You know, so I was very lucky to have that. Um, and in terms of my mom, she was supportive from the get. You know, she's a great mom and, and she was there for me. So. Yeah, shout out to all the moms out there, yes. all the supportive moms, right? Yes. We need you. We love you. Well, thank you for that. I love that. Um, and I think now would just be a really great time to take a little bit of a break and take you into a, my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the pod, a little something we like to call... Food news update. Food news. Food news. Uh, Ooh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News update. Illinois has made it a felony to assault retail workers enforcing their stores' mask policies. Do you think is that is that something that's been happening a lot? I may yes. be naive about this. Like... Yes, yes, yes. I try, and like I said, I try to keep the food news a little light and sure, easy. but sure. there's been a bunch of there's been a bunch of food news updates where like adults were going into ice cream shops and like yelling at and assaulting these teenagers scooping ice cream on this national soft serve day <laughs> <laughs> on this national soft serve day for the employees not wearing masks no 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 for so they can't people are getting really angry out there because yes. they're being forced to wear masks and social there, distance. Got it. Yes. So they're getting mad when the employees are enforcing it. Yes. That's so now it's care. a felony in Illinois to assault people in like restaurants for enforcing this. Good. It should be. Give me a break. Put a mask on. I'm over yeah. it. Like, come right? on. Wear a damn mask. Yeah. I mean, there was a video out there of people applauding. A woman would not wear a mask on an airplane, and everyone applauded her when they made her get off. And I was like, "Yes, applaud!" And she got all, all like snappy. And I was like, "Girl, no! Like it's they've now literally offered you a mask to wear, and you're absolutely refusing and ruining your day by getting off the flight. So, like, if that's your journey, so be it. But get off the plane. Yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't need to be there with you. Ugh. I mean. The essential workers are putting themselves at risk, so why not protect them? I was just yeah. uh, I was just in a cabin in the Poconos, and we did as one does as one does, you know. Um, and I did a wine tour because the wineries one does are, yeah right because um, they've set up these tables like in the vineyard and out, so it's like socially distant, sure. far apart. And every time uh, the waitress would come over. Uh, we would put our masks on and she would say, no, you don't have to do that. And we would be like, yeah, we do. But we do. Yeah. If, if you have to wear it, we have to wear it. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, absolutely. the thing. You know? Yeah. It's so crazy to me. Yeah. It's I go, crazy. it's the science of it all, but it's also a sign of respect. Absolutely. For you, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So shout out to you, Illinois. Right. Good for you. Put Illinois. them all. Put them all in jail. <laughs> yeah. Tuscany's wine windows are opening back up so people can get drinks and gelato from a distance. Did you know wine windows were a thing? No, I was just going to. So what is that? You like roll up to a window and get wine? Like what? Well, 
apparently, um, so small windows in Florence, thanks Delish.com for this article, uh, known as wine windows are seeing a resurgence as people look to get food and drinks while keeping socially distant. Great. These beautiful little windows are known as Buscetta del Vino. Oh, hey, uh, okay, yeah, hey, uh, all right. And are unique to Tuscany. The windows uh, date back centuries, some to medieval times, and were used to sell surplus wine to the working class. In the early 20th century, these windows gradually became defunct, and many wooden ones were permanently lost in the floods of 1966. Look at that. Huh, who knew? But now so it's a little window and a like it, it's like a little window in the stucco. And I mean, from this picture, the man what fits through is a is a glass of wine in your hand. Huh. That's how big it is. Leave it to Italy. Leave it to Italy. You Good know for them. Get that wine. Get get those grapes flowing again. Right? I mean, yeah. I'm sure those well, let me not even go to like a repurposing the windows for other things. <laughs> All right now. <laughs> In your we, mouth. We, we, in your mouth pod. That, that's it. We, listen, we want to know what you're eating from the streets to the sheets, honey. Yeah, it's, you're just, on, you're on brand. That's, I mean, why not? Yeah, come on. <laughs> so it looks like we're here for these wine windows. I'd roll up to a wine window. I don't know about you, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't drink anymore, but if I did, I would roll up to a wine window several times. Oh. Um, have you heard of the non-alcoholic drinks that are like these like all natural derived from roots that are supposed to give you that same drunk feeling. No, yeah. that sounds terrible. Yeah. If I um, want the drunk feeling, I'll just drink the blues. Right? Come on now. Like, I mean, I understand the non-alcoholic beer. Sure. I, I, I do understand it because some people like the taste when I go like do like sober Januaries or whatnot and I still go out to the bar, I'll grab a non-alcoholic beer because it's about, it's almost like cigarette smoking, I would imagine. It's about sure. holding something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I don't really, and I don't really love it. So I won't really drink it very yeah, fast. You'll sip it. You'll just have yeah. some sips. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's it, you know? Yeah. No, but there are these like cans and all these like companies out there making drinks that are non-alcoholic that will produce the same effect as being drunk, allegedly. That's crazy. Yeah. That's I forget crazy. what they're called. Are they like, are they, are they like all natural sort of low-cal situations? Like I what's don't know the if, benefit of this? I don't know if they're low-cal, but they're all natural. Okay, that's, that's our benefit then. Okay. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I guess. You'll have to do a update on that. I, I know. Right. Yeah. Um, well, we have. I just forget the name right now. Like, we do. <laughs> I mean, we're. I'm like 130 episodes in. Uh, two weeks away from a year solo. By yes. The way. yes. Congratulations. Um, and thanks. Um, yeah. You'll have to. You'll have to ring my doorbell and pop in for that one year anniversary. A little ring a ding. Yeah. A ring a ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna end this food news update with Baby Nut confirms 2020 has been 21 years long. What's a baby nut? <laughs> Not what you think. Um, <laughs> so, Mr. Peanut passed away <gasps> on February twenty uh, on February second this year. Um, did you know that? No, like the actual. I don't understand. Yeah, he was a hundred uh, four years old. Wow. Right, and so 
he died heroically while rescuing Wesley Snipes and Matt Walsh from cataclysmic crash involving the brand's iconic nutmobile. Look at that. Talk about what? marketing a brand. Yeah. It's <laughs> insane. Like, yeah. There's so much crazy food news out there. I'm telling it's you. It's insane. So Have then, you heard of the podcast Bananas? Bananas? Is it Rachel Zoe related? No, it's just, no, no. It's just uh, crazy headlines. And it's, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's a good listen. Oh, oh all right. Yeah. We're pl- you know what? We support other podcasts. I'm just, you know, hey, I'm just mouth. saying. I'm just saying. No. You talk about crazy headlines. Yeah, I love it. So apparently a baby peanut was born, right? I think they were like piggybacking off the, uh, the baby Yoda pr- uh, craze. Gotcha. And now seven months after his birth, Baby Nut changed his Twitter handle to Peanut Jr. And now, like, because this year has been a lot, it's it's felt like 21 years. So now he's 21 after seven, just seven months. Wow. Okay. Maybe it's like dog math or something. It sounds like it. I'm, right? I'm, I'm very perplexed. I'm wondering if uh, Peanut Jr. is going to have like a rebellious phase and we're going to catch like his like, sex video <laughs> <laughs> or something online him and Colin Farrell or something I'm, I'm blessed good for him you know so, something <laughs> I don't know I was trying to it's just this is what's this is what's happening this is what summer. you have this is the news this is this, the, this is your 2020 summer right it's either it's either that or more presidential updates which we don't need no we're good on, we're good on baby peanut good on baby peanut <laughs> And with that, I think this is a good place to end. Food news update. Are you just like, do you feel like enlightened and just Oh, absolutely. Like, just, yes. Educated, enlightened. I'm, I'm going know? to be walking away with so much. Yes. Like, who needs culinary school when no, you have please. food news update? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Back to the veganness of it all. Um, go-to vegan food, like your favorite? Yeah. Uh, macaroni and cheese and pizza. All right. Now, I've had good vegan pizza. Sure. I've had a lot of ba- bad vegan meat. <laughs> never, never mind. What's the secret? Depends. Depends on what you're using. So, you know, you can use like the stuff that's bought in the store. You can use some sort of like, you know, those, that cheese, but you're going to have to doctor that up a little bit. Or you can like make it from, I make a great one that I make from butternut squash that I love. So it all depends on what you're going for. Really? Huh. Yeah. I think the idea is to create a really amazing and tasty sauce, not so much go for like, oh, I must recreate cheese. But I think of like, if I want to do like a sharp cheddar or something, and this is going to sound crazy, uh, that sort of flavor, I'll add like a sauerkraut or something to give like some bitterness to it um, and a, that pungent taste to it to really take it home or tahini even. Oh, yeah. oh. But that's and, just two ingredients I'm naming in like a list. You would have to see yeah, the yeah. list for that to yeah, make yeah, some yeah, sense yeah. to you. You know uh, what I mean? I'm sure there's a recipe in one of the books. <laughs> there is Epic Vegan, actually. That one's got uh, my second book, Epic Vegan, has that. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. We'll plug all of that for you. Great. For sure. Great. Um, I'm just a nutritional yeast user these days. Oh, delicious. Delicious, uh, delicious. I've had to, you know what? It's hard. It was hard. <laughs> The nutritional yeast is not a friendly beast. Oh, I what, what, why is this? Why is this? Because sometimes it just doesn't work. I, like, in my mind. If you want it for, are you talking in terms of like, oh, I'm going to use that instead of cheese sort of way? Yeah, like I discovered, like I'll use it because I'll spray down some broccoli or something and then toss it in nutritional yeast. Great. Um, 
the somebody else I work with does tofu, like pressed tofu with soy, nutritional yeast, um, and vegan oh, butter. That sounds good. Oh yeah, vegan tots we call them. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really good. They were good. They're so good. I'm gonna have to try that. That's good. That's that's what started. So simple. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And you throw yeah. it in the oven. I love that. That's uh, really good. And they get crispy, and they you have to eat it all immediately. It's not like good for like sure days. Sure. But yeah. Like, fresh, a, delicious. Eat it when it's ready, kind of thing. Hot yeah. and ready. Yeah. But so that's been my nutritional yeast of it all. I made a a vegan. Um, Alfredo sauce a while ago out of cauliflower. That was good. Okay. There's a cauliflower Alfredo in my first book, Simply Vegan. But nutritionally, I don't even know if I use it in those. Sometimes I use it in cheese sauces. Sometimes I don't. Like, it all depends. Because I agree with you. Sometimes if it just tastes like nutritional yeast, like in something, then you're like, well, this just tastes like nutritional yeast. I also ran out of breadcrumbs one day, and I used nutritional yeast instead. (laughs) And it totally works. And was it great? Did it taste good? Yeah, because it doesn't really, it was hidden in my, my turkey burger or something sure, or sure. whatever I was, I forget what I was using it for, um, but it totally worked as great. a little bit of a breadcrumb substitute. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Look at you. What's, I know. What's the secret? What would be your secret to like starting vegan? If like the audience out there was like, you know what, maybe, maybe I want to try, you know, they're peeping your Instagram, they slid into your DMs. Sure. How, how how am I going to start? Where do yeah, I start? Just always, I, I say trial and error. I tell this to everyone. So like, if you try something and you don't like it, that doesn't mean all vegan food is bad. Just sort of, it's just like all food. You know what I mean? I think what I always try and hit home is that I celebrate with vegan food, the one thing that everybody can agree on, and that's delicious food. So if you try something, you don't like it, try something else. And eventually you're going to have that delicious vegan item where you're like, oh my gosh, that's great. Oh, maybe I can do this or maybe, and try cooking. If you, if, or if you don't like it, have friends over and feed them wine and get them to cook for you. You know what I mean? Like just get creative about it. Um, and, and don't sort of get turned off by one bad vegan experience, trial and error for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I'm slowly, slowly moving down, down a path. I feel like the universe is telling me something over the past well, couple of months. And that's always the way too. I mean, it, it was not a, it was not a cold turkey thing for me. Like I sort of gradually went into it. So that's the other thing I can, I always tell everyone, just go at your own pace. Don't listen to what anyone else, whatever, everyone has their own food journey and whatever one, anyone's telling you, if the vegan police are after you telling you that you're doing it wrong, Kindly tell them to F off because it's none of their business. Like just go at your own pace and do what you need to do for you and do what feels right for you. Is the husband vegan too? He is now. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) He is now. He wasn't for, he wasn't for a long time, but he was very, he was always very supportive of it when we met. So he'd always, we'd be on the road, he'd try and find vegan restaurants and stuff. And he'd always get really excited about it. Um, And now he's, he's great. He's, you know, he had a couple things that were hard for him to give up, but now he doesn't even blink he's vegan all the way yeah i love that i love that do you do the jackfruit pulled pork i'm curious about this jackfruit yeah i do so with that i'll tell you one of the tricks that i do with that because a lot of i didn't like it for a long time i did not like it um and then i started sort of searing it i'll do the canned jackfruit drain it and then i shred it all and i'll sear it in a pan with a little bit of oil and some mushrooms mixed in with it so that there's a little more texture in there because if not i feel like the and some onion sauteed too um if not i feel like it's just kind of soft you know 
Yeah, um, I've never had it, but I'm very curious. Yeah, like you can, I see you a can lot get of the cans at Trader Joe's and everything. Oh, there's no walking into a Trader Joe's here in oh, New York City. I was, gonna say, I was Any, gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime soon, honey. Well, you can order it on Amazon. Oh, there we go. Because <laughs> because Jeff Bezos needs more of my money than he already has. You can order it on <laughs> any other food mart online as well. All right, all right. I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to try it. I'm just gonna have to like. Figure and that's what I'll say though. Yeah. You just kind of give it, you know, don't if you try it once and you don't like it, come eggplant. I've been working on eggplant for years. I do not like it. And eventually I've gotten a few things where I'm like, okay, okay, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. You know, I just kind of keep going back to it. Really? I love egg. I love like caponata or um or I mean eggplant parm. Some sure. of the best eggplant parm I had was in sure. Rome. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I bet. Yeah. You know, and I don't need a lot of dairy. There's not, there's very little dairy in my life. Sure. You know, so. So now you're on, you're on your way. On my way, on my way. The universe, the universe is pulling me to veganism for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. What's next down the road to let the kids know. Sure. Uh, My next book, Epic Vegan Quick and Easy, is going to be out next year, actually. So uh, I believe around May 2021. Beyond that, um, you know, we moved to Atlanta. I'm head of culinary development for a chain of health food restaurants called Arden's Garden. So I'm creating a bunch of new stuff for them. Um, And then we'll see where we go after that. I'm sort of taking a breather right now. All right. Yeah. Did you put your bid in for like... Uh, a spot as a friend on the house the Atlanta Housewives. Oh, listen, I have <laughs> I I watched Atlanta Housewives long time ago, like 10 years ago. Now I finally dove back in, so I'm waiting to catch up to see where they are and who the new characters are. Oh my god, you are not ready, especially because that virtual reunion only those ladies could oh, do could, I love this. could handle a virtual reunion and still and still just give you all the dramatics. Oh, I believe it. I believe and, it 100%. Everything. It was you so are giving good. me actually Andy Cohen vibes. Do you ever get that? Yes. I'm here for it. Time. Yeah, I yeah. and I am here for it too, you That's know? That's great. Yes, I will take, I will be the Andy Cohen of food, honey. I love that. I love that. I will be the Andy Cohen of food. I accept. <laughs> oh my God, this has been so much fun. Um, let us give us the handle so we can slide into the DMs. Oh, Tell us sure. All the things. I'm obviously going to link it all out as well. When the you guys have drops. to slide into my DMs so I can share it with uh, Michael here. Uh, you can find me at the Vegan Roadie on Instagram and of course veganroadie.com. Um, and I believe at the Vegan Roadie on Facebook and Twitter as well. Lovely, lovely. I the books are available where? Uh, you can get books everywhere. Books are sold. Yeah, oh. so it's the Simply Vegan Cookbook and Epic Vegan, and then next year it'll be Epic Vegan Quick and Easy. And you can watch The Vegan Roadie uh, on YouTube or Plant Based Network, Roku, Apple TV, blah, 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 blah. Veganroadie.com, you can find it all there. Oh, wow, Apple TV, yes. Yes! Yes, all right. I don't, uh, listen, get into The Vegan Roadie, because I just got into The Vegan Roadie YouTube, and it's very, very entertaining period. You're so kind. I adore you. You're so kind. No, it's great. Listen, we don't, we do, we are very like straightforward and straight shooters here on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) There is no beating around the bush here. I love it. So yes. Thank you so much for coming on and taking time out of your quarantine day to, you know, quarantine arena. 
come and play with me, you know, act a fool a little. It's, Anytime. Uh, it's, it's, it's been really great. It's been really, really great to connect. Hopefully this isn't the last of this. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So thank you very, very much for coming on. And to you out there, enjoy the last weeks of summer. Try, try to get to a socially distant beach or, or something, you know. Stay safe, wash your hands, do the thing. And as always, thank you for listening to In Yo Man.